0: Welcome to Inbound Sales Journey. If you want to hone your sales skills and learn from the leaders on inbound selling, you've come to the right place. This episode of Inbound Sales Journey is brought to you by the Agency Sales System, the online course designed specifically to teach you how to build a rock-solid agency sales system inside your HubSpot CRM. Learn more at doinbound.com/salescourse. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan and Gray.
1: Welcome to episode number thirty-nine of Inbound Sales Journey. Once again, you've got the Gray and Ryan Show here going on, and today we are kicking off season number four of the podcast here. And what we're doing this first half of the season is we're going to walk through what the inbound sales process looks like, uh, specifically in the agency space, selling to customers. Right now, we're going we've gotten this question a lot from uh, folks. Ryan touched on that last time, where Uh, do inbound customers have asked this question and, uh, in a bunch of agencies who we've talked to, everyone kind of wants to know HubSpot gives you some good, especially high level training on what a sales process should look like. How does that match up with your experience and are there any tweaks that you'd make there? So I think, uh, number one to throw out here, some support for HubSpot, I think they've done a really good job. Of trying to dig in and figure out, and they've adapted this a ton since we came on as HubSpot partners uh, four years ago. It's it's just continued to change and evolve, and that's that's admirable that they're doing it. There are tweaks that we would make to it in ways that we've customized it for our situation. So what we want to do is share that uh, with you guys, give you some of the principles, but also the exact details of how does this roll at our agency, Guava Box, and uh, kind of the best. Um, the best answer that that we've come up with through our experience and through talking with other agencies and seeing how they're selling, so that's what we're going to roll into. What we're going to do here is we're going to use each podcast episode to address one of the calls. So today we're going to open, as you would imagine, uh, sequentially, with the connect call. This is your very first call with a prospect, um, unless you're doing you might be doing prospecting on the front end where you use calls to try and schedule a call. But this is the first you know, scheduled call that you're going to have. With a prospect, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw things over to Ryan here and let him walk through it first. Then we'll kind of be bouncing back and forth throughout it to try and get you guys the best answers. So, Ryan, walk us through the connect call. Set the stage for us first with the situation.
2: Cool. So, yeah, I'm great. I'm really excited to dig in a little bit more into the process and, and how we do things. What I want to do with this first call, the connect call. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a couple situations. So there's going to be the two major ones, which are um, an inbound lead has come to your website and requested information. And you guys are setting up your first call. The other is uh, an outbound situation. Okay, so it's a more of a cold lead that you were reaching out to that you uh, got a response from and you're trying to get them on the first call. And we're just going to talk a little bit about what what we like to do, Gray, and what's worked for us. And uh, how we approach this first call with people. All right, so let's start first with the inbound situation. So someone's come to your website, they've downloaded an ebook or some sort of content offer that you guys have. You've reached out to them, and uh, and they've agreed to hop on a call with you. Okay, so that's always the goal, right? We want to move people through from whether they download an ebook or something, uh, reach out, give them a little bit of value, say, hey, we need we should connect and and talk more about this. So we'll do that. And the first thing that I do to make the call successful, Gray, is I always want people to know the person that I'm talking to, to feel comfortable and understand what is it that we're going to be doing? What are we getting into uh, here? So before we hop on the call, I'll send them an email. And in that email, what it will say is a couple of different things. It'll first let them know the length of what they can expect in that first Connect call. So typically, Gray, I find that they last anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes, so I'll let them know that. And then I'll also explain a little bit of what we're going to be talking about. So I want to let them know, one thing that I want to hear from you guys is about your needs, about what you guys are doing on the marketing side of things. Uh, and what is working and isn't working for you. And then I want to talk to you a little bit about our process and how we work as an agency to help you guys, okay? And th- those are really the the key things that I want to figure out during this call. So it's not going to be too complicated and really great on this call. I- I'm trying to have them talk the most, especially in the beginning about about their needs.
1: Yep. Ryan, Ryan let me cut you off there just to, just to reemphasize that point for people. Because the success of this Connect call in in most of these calls is predicated on what happens before the call. So the combination of you setting the clear expectations up front to give you something to follow through on and help build that trust, and then um, in addition to setting those expectations, just the value that they get out of that call. So, Ryan, I I didn't want to throw off your flow, um, but I I think at that point – is where a lot of agencies fall down. They just kind of jump on the phone and expect the magic to happen. They haven't done the preparation, their homework, and and sharing the expectations ahead of time to make the magic happen.
2: Yeah, one thing that I've noticed, Greg, I've talked to a lot of agencies about this. People get on and they always tell me that call's a little awkward. I'm a, like, they're a little bit nervous seeming. I'm a little bit nervous seeming, and, and it doesn't always go very smooth. Like, how how do you make that a smooth process? And I think what you just said is is exactly it. If you set, it's all about the expectations you set with people. So if you go in and you let them know kind of what they're walking into ahead of time, it makes them much, much more comfortable than saying, oh, I scheduled this inbound marketing assessment with with this agency or uh, they want to talk on the phone. I don't really know. Are they just going to try to do some hard sell pitch to me right away? They're kind of going with a little bit of a negative attitude, I think, versus if you're just very upfront, hey, this, these are the things we're going to be talking about. This is about how much time of yours I'm going to be taking. Uh, and This is what the agenda is. They're much more comfortable. You're much more comfortable. And the other thing that it does is psychologically right away, what you're telling people is, I have a process. I do this all the time. This is what what is the first step, this first small step in, in leading to a, a successful you know, partnership with you guys potentially. I know that's, this is just the connect call. You're not necessarily talking about partnerships and things yet, but it's in their mind that's what it's kind of triggering. And everyone likes to know that the agency they're going to work with has a clear process. Okay. So to, to follow in on that, I let them know up front during that email. Now when I actually get them on the phone, The very first thing that I do with them after we have our our chit-chat in the beginning and kind of introducing ourselves is I, again, take a step back and I go through one more time and and define what's going to happen. So today, this is what we're going to talk about. I want to get this information from you. I'm going to tell you about our process and all this should take about 15 to 20 minutes. Does that work for you? And then just wait, you know, get the little – Little min clothes, right? As we talked about in the past, that yes, you know, giving, getting, allowing them to give you permission to move forward and keep going throughout the process. Okay. So the biggest section of the connect call that I talk about with this prospect is I just get them talking about their company, hearing more about it. What's working for them, specifically what's not working for them and not trying to have me tell them, hey, this is why you guys should be doing inbound or you should or should not be doing this, but have them tell me everything that they're frustrated about or that's not working for them and having them Kind of convince and tell themselves we need change because of this because that's opening and posturing uh, for them to be able to say we need uh, some sort of solution because right now we're we're struggling in these areas and it's them telling themselves that it's not me as a salesperson telling them hey this is this is your your golden ticket and this is what you need and and really during this connect call gray it's not it's not about Selling, You know, as people think about selling, you're not trying to say, hey, you need a game plan. And this is this is why that type of thing. But when I start to at the end, Gray, talk a little bit about our process. What people really like to hear is just a little bit, just a a teaser, I guess, about the game plan and our first step in our sales process or in our not our sales process, but in our in the process that we take our our clients through to build great strategies and then implement uh, inbound for them. And that game plan is that first step. And the reason that people like that is they always like to know there's a plan and that these people are going to be listening to me and understanding me and not just trying to say, hey, here's our our package and this is what you have to purchase. Um, and you know, necessarily, right off the bat, they like to know, okay, these guys take strategy uh, very seriously they 're going to actually listen to our needs and, and come up with a good plan uh, based on that so what i 'll do is i 'll tell them you know the first first step for us is that game plan, and then I will uh, set at the end of that call, gray, after i 've mentioned the game plan, say during our next call we 're going to go a little bit deeper into that game plan i 'm going to tell you a little bit more information about that, and i 'm just going to ask them a little bit about how they make decisions as a company and trying to make sure that that first call, I don't necessarily need to be talking great to the decision maker. A lot of times you won't be talking to the decision maker. But if I can ask them hey you know if you guys were to partner with the agency or make a decision what, what does that process look like for for you guys at your company if they start saying well i need joe and bob and you know on the phone as well or they need to be involved in that i'll ask if they're available uh, for that next call in order to hear a little bit more about the game plan process okay so that's if it's an inbound situation anything to add there
1: gray yeah well i've got uh, I've got a couple of questions I wanted to grill you on. I was trying to decide whether to jump in now or hold it till I have to get through outbound. But let me grill up here. Uh, number one is when you're setting the agenda at the beginning of the call or in this initial connect call, are you outlining for the prospect the entire sales process, what they what they can expect um, all the way through?
2: I don't no I typically don't outline the exact sales process and the reason that I don't do that gray is because what I find is it the the sales process is what we use as our model this is kind of the ideal situation and what we go through but it's never it, it, it's never like you're going to set hey this is our exact sales process and it's always going to be exactly the same because companies take either longer or shorter to make decisions some people need a little bit more nurturing some people are ready to go sometimes you're talking immediately to the the decision maker and sometimes you realize there's a few other people you need to bring in so i don't want to say you know we're going to have a series of three or four calls because maybe i can close them in two you know that that type of thing so i typically won't say this is our exact you know process we're going to walk you through
1: yep okay two more questions for you one the small talk at the beginning can be awkward how do you make it not awkward
2: <laughs> well, the classic that everyone goes to is like the weather and how things are are going there. I typically uh, will try. Oh, you're to in s-
1: Pittsburgh. You must like the Steelers, huh?
2: Yeah. No, I like the bills.
1: <laughs> well, that was just great. got awkward.
2: You know what's funny, gray is no one else likes the bills, so that's not even a good one for me to use. so yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, I'm alone, I think in the entire country on that one. But what I do gray is we, well we do a lot of stuff with, uh, with different companies all around the country, so for us it's not geographically. if it is someone in Pittsburgh, I love it because usually I, I will say to them, "Oh, it's always you know great to talk to another Pittsburgh company, talk a little bit about the city and things." Things. What I find is uh, it helps if you are a salesperson if you're well traveled because there might be some sort of connection that you can make with their hometown. Hopefully, that's usually where I'll try to go first. Gray is if I've either been to where they're from, uh, if I have know some good story about where they're from, that type of thing. We'll, we'll talk about that. Um, you know, I guess the weather is like. The, the worst case scenario at the that ultimate point like back. yeah like that's like you're 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 really reaching at that point but I don't know I think honestly agree, I think like people who are good at sales like that's just one of the skills that they possess is you have the ability to to connect with people I guess I don't think that much of it just you get used to it the, the more that you do it I'm trying to think because I had a couple of uh of these initial connect calls last week I'm trying to like scrape back into my mind they, yeah. they went really well but I, I can't remember like I don't have this one opening line I go to to say, Hey, what about this? I usually try to go geographically. Where are you at? We start there. And from there, something happens. You know what I mean? Like once they tell me I'm from this city, usually something will happen. Uh, Well,
1: well, my thoughts here are like, everyone's just kind of got to develop their own style and it just, it, it takes practice. I think you're right that some people it comes to naturally and other people for me, like I have to work at a little bit harder because I'm all about efficiency. And so that, which is also part of my style, but it, you have to kind of know who you're talking to too, and read them. So for me, my desire to say, hey, I'm great. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to cover this, this, and this. Like that, There's a, a small subset of people who are okay with jumping right into that. And I'm sure that my small talk style compared to yours, Ryan, that mine would be abbreviated. Um, but I also, I think there's also, a, at least from my perspective, there's like a little bit of disdain for the like small talk. And so I would rather learn something interesting. Um, So I think that like your point about being able to make a connection in the hometown, that's a good piece of advice. One of the things that I'll often do is kind of ask an off-the-wall question. So for most of the folks you're going to be talking to, it's not going to be hard to find information about them online. So whether it's a company profile or their LinkedIn, you see what school they went to or, hey, you play the the cello, and just ask a question uh, about that. And you're communicating that you've done a little bit of homework, hopefully without. Don't go in with some very obscure detail that's super personal and, and be uh, be the the creepy over-preparer maybe. Um, but ask some question about something that you know is either important to them um, or that they have an experience about that you might have some way of relating to and, uh, and start there. I don't know, those are just a couple thoughts that I had and I wanted to hear your perspective on that, Ryan. Um, the last question that I had for you, I'm trying to remember what my question oh here's here's my question the question was going to be in your experience is there an ideal length of the sales process and I know this is going to vary based on what you're selling possibly the type of person who you're selling to but you said you know for some people it might take four calls if I can close someone in two, then I, I don't want to have laid out for them that it's four calls and so maybe the uh, the question to push harder into that is is there an ideal length or is it hundred percent dependent on the client. Like, is it a good thing if you can close somebody in two calls or in one call, is it always the best thing to close somebody as quickly as possible?
2: Great. That's a good question. So the answer, basically the way that I look at it is there's two, two major factors that determine the length of your sales process. There's what you are trying to sell. So typically like if you're trying to sell a retainer right off the bat, that might be a four call type of type of situation. If you're trying to sell a game plan, typically I can get those wrapped up in two calls. Okay. So it depends on, I guess, uh, the, what you are trying to create a process for. And then the other part of that gray is it depends, uh, the, the second major factor is it depends really does just depend on the person that you're speaking with. So is it, you know, sometimes larger companies, everyone knows, the, the bigger they are, the the slower they move. Uh, that's absolutely true. You know, I hear people say that all the time. And I worked for a Fortune 500 company before this. And it was like, we tried to get DocuSign implemented. And it took like eight months, you know, to, to do that. And it, like, it just, everything moves slower, the bigger that they are, okay? So, but what you can do to help yourself in that situation is, like I mentioned, at the end of this first call, ask, how are decisions made? you know at your company how how is this problem that you have what's the process for getting that resolved you know is that just you picking an agency and moving forward what what is your process because great what you have to remember is you have at your agency you have your sales process and how you like to do things to m- move people through that but this company also has a process which is trying to figure out how do we answer the problem that we have? How do we come up with the solution in an agency might be it might not even be that you're just comp- competing with other agencies, it might be that you're competing with an internal solution or some other idea that they have to come up with. But trying to pry that information out a little bit earlier will help you take a look and say, well, this is my sales process, but now I have a glimpse into their decision-making process. How do I merge those two so that we can come to an, an agreement sooner rather than later? And the other thing, Gray, is when you get that Connect call, you just... It's like a snowball rolling down a hill. You just compacted that snowball together. You want to give that a good shove down the hill and don't lose that momentum as you go. Because if you're not diligent with your follow-up process and sticking on people, these people are not just talking to you. Pretty much never. Unless it's like a hardcore referral and it's a small company, like no one just talks to one agency. You need to stay on it and really move people through. And that's... I didn't quite get here yet, but what I do at the end of the call uh, to be able to keep moving through that that process, you want to you don't want to slow that momentum down. Cool.
1: I think that's helpful for people to hear. And uh, the one thing I'd add to that is, a lot of times you look at the service that you're selling, and it can be easy because price is such an important issue, and it's something that so much of the conversation um, revolves around. It can be easy to just look at the price difference and say the higher price uh, the the item the longer the sales process should be. And I'd say it probably has less to do with the price tag than the complexity of what you're selling and the characteristics of the person you're selling to and the organization that you're selling into. So the complexity, um, I think has a lot, a lot to do with things. So if there's a, you know, a relatively simple solution, that's just a lot of, maybe just a lot of, of work. It doesn't need to be a huge, um, a huge, lengthy sales process, but, but if it's, uh, I guess I, I'm not going to belabor that point, but just think about the complexity of what you're selling and how you can simplify the solutions that you're offering.
2: I, I also think great, just to again not to go too far down this this tangent, but I think this is helpful for people, and it's not always necessarily the the price. Uh, like you said, but I think one other thing that has a lot to do with it is just what is the commitment level. So when you commit to doing a game plan, you know, with us as Guava Box, you're committing to, you are committing to a lower price, but you're also committing to a one month deal instead of a 12 month deal right up front. And so that is, if you just can, your job at that point is just to convey to people this is a no-brainer you know what i mean for not that much money and for only a one-month commitment versus trying to go immediately to a 12-month commitment that that is a much shorter much easier sales process that has i mean a ton of side benefits and we've talked a lot about selling game plans and stuff great you know people people know what the deal is with us with that but um i think that has a lot big factor as well for sure
1: all right. Well, let's get back to, started to derail yeah. you there. Let's get back to outbound. Walk us through the process.
2: Okay, cool. So th- this call is going to be a little bit different uh, if someone is an outbound um, uh, prospect. And so essentially here... Uh, At this point, hopefully you've you've kind of figured out this is our best fit type of person, right? This is our our personas uh, for our agency that we're trying to reach out to. You've compiled a list, you've reached out to people, and and you got got a little bit of a nibble, right? Someone said, hey, you know, this is something that is relevant. You hit us at the right time. We're we're willing to have a conversation and talk about this. Now, the first part of this is going to be uh, very similar. You're going to want to, before they get on the phone, hey, here's the agenda. Here's what we're going to be talking about. And the agenda really isn't that much different, right? You're going to be, be saying to them, you know, really my goal on this call is to hear, I know you said I hit you at the right time or that you guys are interested in this. Basically hear why is that? What is it, you know, that's that's of interest to you guys. I want to hear a little bit about what you guys are going through. Then let them know again. I'm going to tell you, <coughs> excuse me, I'm going to tell you a little bit about our, our process um, and and uh, setting that agenda. So we're going to email them. We're going to uh, get them on the phone. Same sort of process. Now, there's a few questions that I'm going to ask them that might be a little bit different. And, and during this first call with an outbound lead, I'm really going to focus on <laughs> hearing letting them talk and hearing about their situation because I want to make sure for myself is this actually a good fit uh, because I have a little bit less knowledge going in I can't see what pages they've been on on our website necessarily I can't uh, get uh, quite as much information out of them and I know that I have a little bit of a harder path uh, to go down because they obviously it's always nice when people reach out to you but you know in this case you reach out to them so some questions that I'll typically ask in the beginning just open-ended. I'm trying to get them talking about about their situation. You know, what type of marketing are you guys doing now? How has that been working for you? Uh, if you could change one thing about your marketing strategy, what, what would that be? And then again, I'll, I'll typically ask them, "What's your internal team structure like?" Um, so whether it's just the, you know, if it's a larger company, your marketing department, you know, what does that uh, structure look like? How do you guys basically we'll try to figure out how do you guys make decisions as a company uh, for moving forward? I'll typically grade also have some, some key pieces of, of advice kind of keyed up and ready to go. So in this situation, um, you know, I'll either if, you know, me at the knowledge point where I am now, I can go to people's websites and already have some good suggestions, kind of freebies right off the bat, ready to go um, to, to give them some pieces of advice uh, in the beginning or Remember, I used to, to pull you or Ben in and say, hey, can you guys look this over with me? I have this call. Can you just spend 10 minutes with me trying to figure out what's some, some good advice that I can give these guys just to kind of give them, I guess, a positive experience with me on the phone that, that first time? And then I didn't mention this at the end of, uh, of the last call or of the last uh, we're talking about inbound prospects, but same thing with outbound prospects. You always want to set up, hey, this is when, when we can do the next call. So give them a couple options, have those ready to go, and just explain to them sort of an agenda for, already setting the agenda for the next call. Um, and that's going to be to talk about, you know, in our case grade, the game plan process with them, why that's important and some of the specifics that go in, into that. Um, so, so from a structure standpoint, inbound and outbound is going to be uh, similar and the call length is going to be similar. The difference is whenever I'm talking to someone on outbound, it's a lot more open-ended questions along with a, a little bit of you kind of have to show them, hey, I have your, your interests in mind and I'm knowledgeable in what I'm doing. And so you're going to need to give them some uh, just pieces of advice or just be willing to communicate that, that you guys are valuable to them where you may have already uh, uh, gotten that that point across to an inbound lead who's gone on your website self-educated a bit and know that you guys are um, going to be helpful to them. So,
1: Good stuff, Ry. There's a lot to... Uh A lot to jump into here, and a lot that is uh, similar, but also a lot of differences between the two situations. Ryan, before we close up here, the one thing that I wanted to bring up and address, we've talked about this before, but the whole concept of assignment selling, where uh, someone wants to schedule a call with you, and we we didn't really talk about, especially in the inbound situation, what happened here. Did the person come through and request an assessment, or a call with you, or did you uh, did they come through on a content offer? You followed up and said, hey, do you want to jump on the phone? Um, so there's, there's some variability there. But just real quickly, let's talk about assignment selling and how this might fit in, specifically, I think, in the inbound situation. Um, any thoughts that you have on what assignment selling could or should look like?
2: Yeah, so I remember, Gray, we're going to give a shout out to, uh, to Marcus and George B. Thomas over at the sales line because I remember when I first... Uh, got started with guava box i didn 't really i did 't really heard of assignment selling didn 't know much about it and they had an article i think I think actually if you google assignment selling, I think it comes up first uh, so I recommend reading that and basically the theory behind assi- assignment selling for those of you who don 't know is giving people assignments uh, as you go and and uh, you know before you hop on a call with them, trying to weed out who 's going to be the person who is uh, who 's Worth your time, and who's the person who's just kind of kicking the tires and, and not really uh, necessarily have enough pain to take the time to, to do the things that, that you want them to do to make sure that they're a ready, qualified buyer. Okay, so in that article, I remember Marcus talked about he has a background in selling uh, pools. So he would send people a bunch of information, uh, blog articles, um, a bunch of things, and say, You need to read this, you need to be educated on this before I'll come out to your house. And the same thing can be true when it comes to uh, the inbound process. Now, typically, Greg, I, at this point in the qualifying call, I will not have given people homework uh, before I, I hop on that first call with them. Now, I'm not saying that is the absolute right way to do it or, or how you, um, you know, necessarily have to do it. What I what I do with assignment selling is typically it's in that, that next call that we hop on. So either I will... Uh, End this phone call with them and say before the next call, I have a, a little bit of homework for you guys to do. Uh, or I will send them an email uh, before the next call. But honestly, great. what becomes a little bit tricky is it is a little bit situational depending on how this first call went. If I feel like this person is, uh, is going to be one of those shorter sales process uh, people, I will send them homework right after this call. And then if I feel like this is going to Right now, I don't have uh, the the people on board on this call that I need to have. What I'll do is I will make sure that my ending um, on this call is basically, hey, I know that you said that you guys typically make decisions in this fashion. I'm going to need Bob and Joe on this next call uh, as well and that's almost my assignment selling to them your assignment is to get the people that also I need to be speaking with on the next call instead of like a homework assignment which I'm going to talk a little bit more gray actually in the next episode on if when we give homework what that is uh, for people to bring but if if I feel like the decision need, makers need to be there that's their homework to wrangle them into the next call for me cool
1: yeah I think there's um, there's a lot of different ways to use it I think it's worth experimenting with and I'd also just say Um, this is just kind of a reminder to all of us that in order to use anything as assignment selling, you have to have the content created up front and it can be really helpful. It can help you uh, qualify, disqualify early on. Um, It can be a great tool to use, but before you can use it, you have to have the tool built. So I think that's the last thing I'd say there, Ryan, just uh, to kind of simplify. Also, I thought that your outline of the actual call was really good. My goal in these calls on a super high level, simplified basis is just to, uh, one, make a friend with the person who you're talking to, get to know their situation, what's going on, uh, in their world and whether, I mean, the goal of any call is really figure out, do you need help? Um, can we help? And do you want our help? Um, but really my goal is to make a friend and kind of pre-qualify this isn't in the pre-qualify, Ryan, you and I are both uh, pretty familiar with the home buying process right now. Um, this isn't like the in-depth pre-approval. They don't need to pass every single uh, pre-approval uh, standard to make it to call number two necessarily. But they do have to pass the initial pre-qualification requirements if you're going to give them the time to move on to a second call with them versus just saying – Hey, I appreciate your time. It was great to get to know you and your situation. Uh, we're not a good fit for these reasons. Here's an idea of where you could go, and I'm happy to make this connection for you.
2: They're not pulling credit yet.
1: Not quite yet.
2: <laughs> yeah, Gray and I are both going through the home buying process with our wives right now. So Cool.
1: Well, let's wrap up right there, unless you <clears throat> had anything else to jump in here with. Uh, once again, we appreciate you guys listening and the time that you give us. Uh, two resources to share with you. One is the show notes. So if you're listening to iTunes, you want to get the show notes for this call, links to the article that Ryan mentioned and just kind of overview of how this whole thing works. Head to doingbound.com slash sales journey. Number two, if you want to grab, um, the, uh, objections ebook. So as you're going through these calls, you're going to run into some common objections and we talked about those in season two and the beginning of season three. And so you can go to com slash objections ebook. doesn't matter whether you hyphenate it or not. It'll take you to the same place. And you can grab uh, an ebook there with our answers to the most common objections that we've heard when selling inbound services.
0: Thank you for listening to Inbound Sales Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash journey. That's doinbound, all one word, dot com slash salesjourney. Today's show is sponsored by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management platform built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. Learn more at doinbound.com. If you enjoyed this episode, why don't you head over to iTunes and subscribe. Make sure you leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.